It feels like we just did one of these. It does. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we just did. If you really look at the scale of the universe, we basically just did one one second, a microsecond ago. We should should slow down, you know, make sure that we're taking time to to heal, to process all the crazy shit that's happening. Yeah, I'm basically... You might have to slow... Yeah, yeah. We have, might have to slow down the output of these um, of these podcasts because we got to we got to take into consideration our, our mental health. Yeah, and they say people are living longer, so we don't want to overwhelm people. Most people, you know, people used to die when they were like fifty. Now people are living yeah, on exactly. an average to at least seventy something years. So most of our listeners are probably around your age, is my guess, around thirty to thirty five, is my guess. Yeah. People, you have yeah, like at least 35 years left of podcasts. So let's not get greedy. <laughs> and, you know. let's, let's all check our privilege yeah. in these trying people, times. People, they just want everything, I, you know? Uh, exactly. So shit. God damn, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few weeks. Uh, it feels yeah. like a lot has changed. Some might say months, but we're going to say weeks because it sounds a little better. <laughs> Where the fuck have we been? What have you been up to? I mean, it, today is July 12th. I think the last time we put a podcast up was, when was it? Uh, May. Th- couple weeks ago. That's, that's what matters. Just weeks. Couple weeks. Couple yeah. weeks here. Couple weeks there. Yeah. It's all the same. As we said, time, we've we've abolished time. Fuck. In the last, since the last time. So we're like the Stephen it doesn't Hawking, really matter. Albert Einstein of podcasts. It doesn't even matter. Like if you think about it, there's probably exactly. a formula that you could like put our podcast into and it's the same. Like it's only been like 20 minutes since we released the last one for sure. Uh, We've been communicating with, with our listeners via just like, just like, like fucking vibes. vibes we don't even have to actually make one of these and like we've been communicating so it's been good to to talk to you all via like telepathy basically Vibras. uh we know how y'all are you know how y'all are, we know how y'all are feeling you guys know how we're feeling so these things are just kind of not even super necessary to be completely honest yeah. so yeah um what have you been up to i can tell you what i've been up to <laughs> i haven't even talked to you what i thought you were dead i thought you know so many things i wish i was yeah but um we have to fucking trek through we just have to fucking power through these these fucked up times yeah i thought you as had much like, as I'd love. i thought i was like man sammy must have gone to like south padre to party on the beach memorial day weekend <laughs> just like the rest of his millennial brothers and sisters exactly um yeah unmask yeah, yourself people that think that cor- yeah, people that think coronavirus is real or they're just they've they've just been brainwashed. For sure. You know? They don't they don't want to li- they don't know what liberty really means. So they took the blue pill. Yeah, I've been uh, <laughs> 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 They they looked at Morpheus right in the eye and they took the blue pill instead of taking the red one. <laughs> and look what look where that has gotten us, people. Look at where the fuck that has gotten us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been, you know, it was about three, three minutes of uh, bullshittery. Yeah, there. I've been um, basically <laughs> at home on the mountain eating Goya beans for three months. So basically, <laughs> like when the lockdown happened, I went to the store and stockpiled and I was like, I'm going to support my Latino brothers. And all I bought was Goya products. I mean, I have like an nice. entire basement filled with Goya. Um, and I, that's why that's why you guys haven't heard from us we've actually switched sides since the last time you've heard from us i didn't realize it you've recognized i didn't realize it we've we've re- <laughs> we've re- 
we recognize that being president of the United States is a really hard job, you know, and like, you know, Trump's just doing what he can and we, we just need to take it easy on him. Yeah. You know, like he's actually, um, he's very, very like very honorable what he's been doing, especially in the last three months, the last since the quarantine has happened. And then the, the socialist Antifa black lives matter, uh, movement that is uh, threatening, uh, society as we know it. So yeah, we're basically now Trump supporters and we want to let our, our listeners know that if that's, if if that's not uh, cool with y'all, then you know it was a good run. We 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 love all of you. It's been really fucking cool getting to know all of you. But yeah, you know, just fucking go Trump. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kanye Trump twenty twenty fool. Yeah, that's why we we exactly we've been waiting for this announcement. Yeah. Uh, we had um, behind the scenes knowledge that Kanye was going to run. And now that he's officially made the statement where we're getting behind him yeah. and Trump because yeah. they're kind of the same on the same team, if you will. Yo, Kanye legit had an episode, right? Is that what's happened? <laughs> like, because yeah. he sounds like really, really far off. Like, I think he's he's not taking his uh, li- lithium. Is that what he's yeah. normally on? Um uh, Lexapro, I think. Oh, right? Lexapro. Oh, I thought Lexapro was a printer. Oh, he says- That's Lexmark. I'm getting it confused. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot to uh, re. He moved. For- he forgot yeah. to reload his his uh, cartridge of Lexa- Lexapro. Yes. <laughs> Shit, man. Man, yeah. When that when Kanye first, I right, or obviously joking. Uh, uh, but um, Kanye, when he first came out, I was really pissed off. I was like, man, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Um, but. Now I'm just like, yeah, he's 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 definitely having some type of kind of episode, and uh, it sucks ass, obviously, to see in my case a hero of mine that I worshipped for so long yeah. throughout my middle school and high school career, and up until about yeah a couple of years ago. When Damn, you refer to that shit as a career? You, you, you that was part of your career, <laughs> your like middle school yeah. career. That's pretty pretty formal. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> But um, shit, man, I think he's basically, in my opinion, the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that he's being kind of held hostage by like the music industry, Hollywood, Kardashian, Illuminati. He's not in his right mind. They they keep his meds away from him during Mm -hmm. these moments so that he can go crazy. Mm -hmm. And then once shit kind of blows over a little bit, they start giving him his medication again. Then he kind of kind of hides away for a little bit. Yeah. Then he comes out and full MAGA and shit. So Man. I'm not sure how to feel. I don't I don't want to completely shit on him, even though what he's doing is really, really whack and fucked up. But I I wanna take into consideration mental health. Okay. I, I I'm I I'm down with that. I'm down with that. And just a reminder, this episode is brought to you by Goya, Salchichas de Vienna, <laughs> uh, Queso Blanco, este harina de maíz, arroz amarillo. Is the what? What is that dude's Spanish? Right? He's like from Spain or something. Oh, like, I don't know. I didn't do any research, man. Who do you think I am? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's he's like Spanish background. So oh. to all you um, all you um, social justice Latinx warriors, a lot of us, it we are we are fifty percent. We are that half fucking Spanish as much as we like to deny it. Man, um, speaking of speaking of which, actually, my dad did a uh, twenty three and Me recently, uh-huh. and he sent me the results. And this is exactly why I don't think these these fucking tests are pretty much worthless. 
because it was literally like 50% Spanish and like 50% indigenous and like duh we I feel like we already we fucking already know that yeah. shit so yeah I don't um, need, yeah. but yeah it's different for everyone of course I don't know what I shouldn't look that up I'm I, de- I did a 69 in me and uh I'm 69% <laughs> indigenous and uh 31% uh fresh um that's all it said okay so according to said. this nice according to this five second google search that i just did mm-hmm. 21.5 21.5 of people in mexico are fully indigenous okay so that 20 percent, 21.5 though you guys are pure-blooded you guys are dope um but the other 80 percent are just a fucking mix of a whole lot of shit and yeah, so fucking just I want to keep keep feeding our identity issues that we have, and yeah, take that take take with that what you will. Definitely, that explains why I'm so confused all the time. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> um, Shit. But this Goya guy, <laughs> not conf- our not hero, conf- our sponsor, not confused official. at all. This mother is sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm looking at. They have a nice Pinterest, yo. Pin, their Pinterest nice. account is making me hella hungry right now. Um, I want to get some of the. Yo, it's 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 cool to cancel shit like this, but I think if we were to all look inside of our, if we're talking about specifically food, like all these people are probably fucking just trash capitalists who don't really give a fuck about you know. Oh, everyone is. I mean, like, just the fact that we're using, um, you know, the internet and computers and everything. There's like a you could cancel anything if you go after it. I'm pretty sure you could find something. I mean, people are want to cancel us for eating meat. Let's let's you know. Let's move away from if we really want to move away from this shit. Like we're actually we're gonna start doing this podcast using smoke signals. Like we're like every yeah every full every full moon will just basically um, send out smoke signals into the northern california area bro we're going to get canceled by and... big coal or by the environmentalists <laughs> oh yeah we're true we're going to get canceled by the environmentalists if we do that we should do like Shit. sun sun signals how do you do that like ref- flares sun flares like with a mirror yeah or like a sundial yeah like shadows and 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 reflections shadow play shadow play shadow play yeah yeah fuck yeah, it's challenging. We have to be really careful about what we say here. Not to mock people doing the good work in uh, this space, but fuck, yes, you have to trade carefully. Yes. Honestly, that's why I haven't been online because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I mean, yeah. that and the Goya beans that I've yes. been trying to finish. <laughs> I don't want any evidence of Goya in my house. I've been like furiously <laughs> eating Goya products <laughs> for four weeks now. <laughs> I'm sick yeah, if of it. You, if people... Th- if people throw away all their shit, it's like you guys have already paid for it. You might as well just eat it and then just don't buy it anymore. All right. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I have like three cans left. Uh, I might try to just kill them tonight. We'll see. That's why I haven't had anybody over to the house too, because my it, my stomach's all fucking fucking churned <laughs> up. Yeah, I just I just looked up Goya, and they should have been canceled for their whack ass slogan. What's the slogan? If it if it's Goya, it has to be good. What the f- what? That is the weakest uh, shit I've ever heard. Is it in Spanish? All right. Yeah, si es Goya, tiene que ser bueno. Oh, no. Well, founded in New York. All right. Yo, but, so, but right. real Fuck talk, Goya. the Goya stuff is not cheap. Fuck Trump. 
I don't know Fuck if you've honey. ever seen that shit, but I've seen it in the store. Yeah, that's what. And it's always like a dollar more, like for a, a can of beans. I'm like, why is it more expensive than the Safeway brand? I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed that, but it's like they're capitalizing on marketing. Like, it's Goya, so you should Sons buy it, but bitches. it's more expensive. And turns out <laughs> this guy's a hardcore Republican. <laughs> 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 oh, Fuck shit. that, dude. Um, so, anyways, all right, let's start fucking around. Let's let's get to the. Let's get to this. Let's stop all this, this unnecessary fodder. Let's get let's get into the real shit, because what we're going through is once in a lifetime type of shit. Yeah. So we haven't done um, one since Memorial Day, and it turns out Memorial Day was who knew it would be a huge turning point for our nation's history this year. Yes. There was already yes. a bunch of crazy shit going on, and. That's right. Uh, we thought that was the day that everybody was going to get to start living their lives again, free of COVID. Start going to yeah. to to yeah, Corpus, to Corpus to Hooters to just Hooters, yeah, <laughs> just downing Miller Lights and and at fucking Hooters. wings, man. Um, all all you can eat wings, uh, Millers, uh, Cheesecake <laughs> Factory. Let's get out there, and get the blooming onions, blooming, all that, all that shit. shit. <laughs> I've been missing this, you know, I've been missing America. Let's... What, it, what it means to be real American, what makes our culture so awesome and superior to the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. So people went um, to the beach and then George Floyd got killed. Yes. Was that actually oh, man. the 25th? When, what day was that? Yeah, it was. It was Monday, uh, May 25th on Memorial Day, which is kind of crazy that it fell on that day. Because, yeah, like you're saying, um, that was basically like, at least for people out here in California, Northern California, that was like two months into the quarantine. So Mm. the the one out here started in March, I believe, March 15th or 16th. Yeah. And then um, May 25th happened. And, yeah, we saw the fucking awful, horrific video of George Floyd being basically suffocated by a goddamn piece of shit racist uh police officer in minneapolis yeah and yeah i mean how should we go about this like i feel like well what what were we was... what, i think what were we thinking during it because i think we had some different perspectives there to be honest like i think we were you yeah. and i were texting about it along with jt our other homie from this madre and i was being kind of cynical about it all to be honest um yeah i think you were probably had your um ears to the ground a little better than i did i kind of felt like all right this is gonna blow over again um i remember when ferguson went down um when was that 14 2014 yeah 2014 um when ferguson went down i became very invested in following those stories i you know and just kind of like was like holy shit this is a big deal this is crazy um and then I think that and then into the, like the following two years with the election and stuff. And I, I just feel like I got maybe burnt out on it or disillusioned a little bit. And so when this started happening, I was like, okay, well, let's let it play out. But I don't really think it, I think it'll fizzle again. Like it'll be like a few weeks of stuff, you know? Um, yeah. And I just was, yeah, being kind of a jerk about it. Not a jerk, but I was like, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. And I think you and even JT were like, felt like this was something that was... I don't know if the right term is like a groundswell or there was like going to be kind of a ground. There was going to be something different about it. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I don't think, uh, at least in that first week, I don't think that 
I I had maybe similar views. I just I was I I was just shocked by the video. Of course, it was just like yeah, depressing as fuck and frustrating as hell. And yeah, I mean, it was like it was yeah, it was very similar to yeah, like you're saying, like Ferguson. You know, there's we can all list off so many names at the top of our head. It's just so disturbing. Like you know, Sandra Bland. Um, I know the a Tatiana Jefferson one. I remember following as well because it was she was from Fort Worth. Um, mm. Breonna Taylor. So yeah, it was it was. I wasn't necessarily. I didn't think it was gonna be. I didn't think it was what happened was gonna happen necessarily. But it was just like it was just yeah. I, I felt it was really just not shocking but to watch that video again um because i did debate out because i did think like should i really watch this video like i don't really need to watch it necessarily to believe what i don't happened. think i like, watched it until like happened. i don't think i watched it for like three weeks or something yeah and i didn't i didn't so, watch it until they had the new york times did a recreation not a recreation but they pieced together i think three or four different videos Cause there was like a security video from this outside the corner of the store or something like that. And, and they mm-hmm. put, put together like a half hour of stuff for like when they showed up and they got into like an argument outside with the owners of the store or whatever, some shit like that. Then I was like this, I'll watch this, but yeah, I, I didn't want to watch the video for the sake of watching. And right. I was like, <clears throat> I've seen this. So exactly. Yeah. So basically for me, I think, the turning point for me for sure where I was like, okay, this is definitely something very different was basically that Friday, which was the 29th. Mm -hmm. Um, after, uh, so the Monday he was, he was killed and then the video came out and then, um, I think Minneapolis basically started protesting like immediately, like that whole week Tuesday and then obviously well, well into June and stuff. And then, um, but for me out here in San Jose, um, that Friday there was a massive protest here with like hundreds and hundreds of people that basically took over the streets in here in downtown San Jose. And yeah, it was, that's when for me, I was like, Oh, this is, this is something different because yeah, like in Ferguson, there was, there was there, in, in, in a lot of these cases, there have been protests across the country in different cities, like the bigger cities, they they have like these, these big protests, but, mm-hmm. um, it just felt way more massive for for George Floyd. Yeah. And um Are you talking about when, I was they, very cl- when they shut down the highway or whatever or was that a different Yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what happened here in San Jose. And I was very close to not going to the to the one here, but I I was just like fuck it. I I want to go. I want to see what's up. Uh maybe take some pictures. And yeah, and basically I I showed up to downtown San Jose around like 4 or 5 and then as soon as I got to the city hall here in San Jose, which is right in the middle of downtown, um, uh, there was like a, maybe like 300 people that basically all like walked down 4th Street here. Uh-huh. And they basically they basically blocked off the 280 here, if you're familiar with yeah. the Bay yeah. Area. Um, they, they shut down. Basically, we like a, this massive people literally just straight up walked onto the freeway. And yeah, stop the traffic. It was it was fucking crazy. There, I have a few pictures of it. There, it's on my. Um, you can find pictures of that shit. But basically, yeah, that from there from that moment, I was like, okay, this is something very. Um, that it it just felt that like enough people, and um, enough people felt like basically compelled to go to the streets and basically say this is really fucked up. 
Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's for me, that Friday was when I was just like, holy shit, this is a, this is a much larger, um, you know, it's been referred to as like an uprising. And I think that's, that's fair to say. Um, I'm curious how this will play out in another three months and another six months yeah. uh, next year. Yeah. See if there's this kind of energy, but there's definitely been some significant shifts um, in people's, yeah. And, and I think our, our lives, I think. And, you know, as the backdrop to fucking coronavirus, I think it, it, it's just been really crazy. And given the work that I do at Debug, it's been really busy and very, yeah, very fucking impactful and crazy for, for myself personally. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think <clears throat> um, in, like with my thing with like thinking about Ferguson and whatever and being kind of cynical about it, I think what I've come to realize at this point with a few weeks perspective is that... um Ferguson basically laid the groundwork for this, you know, like that for black lives matter. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. 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 It, it created, um, kind of a, you know, some sort of loose structure, organizational structure, organizing structure, activist structure, um, and kind of an activist network so that, you know, when the time was right, um, it could really pop off in a way that, um, went next level and kind of went, um, mainstream for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, and, and I think you're right. Like basically like there was so many, there's so many things going on right now. COVID being the big one where people were kind of had a lot of pent up energy, um, from just literally being locked up at home and kind of not being able to step away from the images in a way that maybe you normally could because you're busy with day-to-day shit, yeah. right? You know, you're yeah, kind of caught exactly, up in yeah. your own shit the way normally people are. Whereas here you're like at home, there's no kind of escaping the media side of it. And, um, and also like the, I think, you know, w- when you're in the middle of something like COVID, when at that time, uh, you, we were just barely starting to back off of the edge in New York city being awful and so many people dying there and the images that you're seeing there where people are just like, it's just emotionally a lot to deal with, you know, where yeah. like yeah. you're seeing all that um, fresh on your eyes from COVID. You know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. There's a lot of uncertainty. And then you see the George Floyd thing pop off and you see the anger and you're like, okay, this makes sense. And as shitty as like it has been to have all of this come at once, like it may be some sort of weird, like, you know, blessing in disguise, you know, because reckoning. Yeah. yeah and whereas like people yeah. are like, okay, like this is what it took. And it's good that it, you know, it's good that people are, it, some people seemingly are waking up. Um, yeah, yeah. I think f- for me, it was a little bit frustrating at first, not only for being cynical about like people actually doing anything, but also that like, fuck, this is really what it took for people to realize that we live in like this fucking like weird military state where people are okay with, you know, our police departments effectively having like fucking tanks and like being, you know, fucking like. That was another, yeah, exactly. That was another really big, I think, wake up call, even for myself, of seeing how the police department here in San Jose reacted to this. Yeah. And then across the country. Yeah. Right, of... Of yeah, of basically yeah, they they kind of flex their military power. Oh, the, the yeah, and that's and, it's extremely frustrating <clears throat> for me to like. I'm not I'm not an activist in any way, but I've 
grown up, you know, and you grow up like in the fucking hood, and it's hilarious for me to say that, and people are like, oh, yeah, you went to Stanford and all whatever, you know, it's like, but the, like, I grew up in a shitty neighborhood, man. I grew up in a sh- neighborhood where there were gangs and, like, there were cops and, like, you got harassed. And, you know, like, part of it was that it was a bad neighborhood and the cops always felt on edge. And I'm not trying to give them any reason for doing that. But we lived in a bad neighborhood. There were gangs. There was always some sort of threat of violence or, like, getting into shit. And, yeah. and because of that, the cops always treated you a certain way. Like, if you were, if you looked a certain way. And, you know, I didn't always look like a... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I look like now, a soft ass bitch or whatever. Uh, like a like a. <laughs> I didn't always wear Patagonia. Like the, you know those um you you know like when Patagonia like uh they they do like uh they they put out like images of like the brown and black people that yeah. um to make sure that their brand doesn't look too yeah. white like yeah that's that's what you look like yeah. now but back in the yeah. day you used to have maybe a buzz cut yeah. I did have a you buzz are, cut. Yeah, um, I did. I don't mean this in a bad way, of course, yeah. but you are a darker Mexican. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I did. I wasn't always the BIPOC <laughs> poster child for Patagonia and uh, and North Face <laughs> that I am now. Um, but no, I mean, like, yeah. So you got treated a certain way for looking a certain way. I mean, even after getting out of Stanford, you know, I like when I would like have my hair long or whatever, I'd go to the mall and cops are following me, you know. Or you get pulled over and yeah. treated oh, wait. a certain way. I don't know if this is related. Didn't didn't you get stopped at a air like a, when you were flying one time or yeah, something? You're, yeah, <laughs> this was after nine eleven. But yeah, I was already you know uh, this was probably like yeah this is in 2001. I was about to I was yeah. getting on a flight to go to uh, to Texas, and um, I mean I don't know why people were scared of Mexicans at the time. I don't think I looked Arab or or Middle Easterner, <laughs> but I got kicked off of a flight, and it was partially because. <laughs> I was getting on a flight and I had a keychain with one of those tiny ass Swiss army knives, the kind that you just like pick your nails with and like, you know, open. Yeah. it was like the tiniest keychain. Murder white people yeah. with? That's <laughs> the, the kind that you're going to take an airplane down with, a, a tiny, tiny yeah. Swiss army knife keychain. Uh, it's the keychain yeah. that you buy somebody for, you know, for a gift because you're at the checkout aisle of Target. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah, I was getting on a flight and I had one of those keychains hanging out of my pocket. And somebody said, somebody pointed me out and I got on a plane and then they kicked me off a plane. That's the very short story. I won't go into the details, but yes, I've gotten kicked off of an airplane. Um, I get followed around in the mall. I used to, maybe not so much anymore because I don't go to the mall. That's why. Fuck you, malls. You're going dead because you used to follow brown people around for unnecessary reasoning. Um yeah. And then when I get pulled over by the cops, they ask me if I'm in parole, which I used to think was normal, but apparently was not. Um and so I would get, I get very angry when I see cops being aggressive and being, I, when I see, I actually, it, it even bothers me and I, I, I don't know if I understand it or not, but it bothers me to see policemen wearing armor, just, just mm-hmm. to see policemen wearing body armor and to see a, yeah, yeah. to see a cop come up and to see a shotgun in a car, it viscerally like yeah, it's it, it upsets yeah, me. It's very intentional yeah, on their part. It upsets of me. It really <clears throat> upsets me. And I used to point this out to people and people thought I was crazy. They yeah. thought I was being like extra for lack of a better way. Like, dude, chill out. They're you know, that's they're just they're just protecting themselves, but it really bothers me. And I've pointed this yeah. out to people for years, and so to see people finally get it now also upset me. And I think that's one of the reasons why 
I've chosen not to like, uh, just not to participate in some way, like to not participate actively because I've been like doing stuff in the background in my own way, whether it's like through MS squared or like whatever, even through this madre and being a voice in this regard. Um, yeah. Just yeah. to see people suddenly, Oh my God, like that, like dope. I'm not going to shit on it. I think people should activate. People should wake up, but it's upset. It upsets me. And I think for me, like yeah, there was yeah. like, that weekend that you're talking about, the 29th or whatever it was, like, um, I went, you know, I put on some Patagonia and went on a bike ride, um, <laughs> as I want to do. <laughs> but I went on this bike ride one of those days, and, and uh, I, it was like a long bike ride. It's like, I just need to go grind. Like, I've got like a three-hour bike ride, you know, in the mountains and shit. And yeah. like, I literally spent the whole ride thinking about this. Like, just literally, like, kind of like, the nice thing about going on a ride or I don't know if there are anybody who's on this, who listens, who's a cyclist or a runner. This is what I used to like about running because I would zone out and I talk about like, what is it called? Like runner's yeah. high or whatever. Like I didn't get yeah. totally lost in my runs. I would just deep dive into something in my head. Right. And just think about an issue or something going on in my life, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. But I find that cycling long distance cycling does that for me. And like, I spent those three hours just kind of like playing this out in my head. Like, and I didn't really get anywhere, but it just, it, even that kind of was like, God damn, like it just kind of upset me. Cause I was like, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just going to keep quiet and just kind of watch this and see how it plays out. And I know I've been living by this kind of uh set of like beliefs for myself. So I don't need to like, I don't need to put anything out there. I think, you know, like it, it's, it's weird, man. And for me, it's been yeah. really upsetting. Yeah. I've so been chilling. <laughs> like, uh for sure no i think uh you're you're speaking to a few things here and one of them is that um like you're saying people that are a little older um that have that are like obviously you know black people um indigenous people of color that are older that know about this shit that have known before even the you know earlier we were talking about just the advent of camera phones Mm -hmm. and how you know, now we've basically, I think Oscar Grant, which happened in 2009, mm-hmm. was one of the first ones that went sort of, yeah. you know, viral, yeah. if you want to call it that. Yeah. So for the better part of the last 10 years, we, this is part of our culture, part of American culture, you could say. It's as fucked up as it is to say, is like we've pretty much grown accustomed to this shit of basically um, a, a lot of the times black people who and brown people um getting basically killed by police right um so yeah i think you're speaking to the fact that older people know about this and they've known about this and you're saying you're not necessarily like an activist or an organizer and i know that for the people that i that i work with like older organizers and activists that had similar feelings of like like we've been trying to call attention to this for the last fucking 20 years. Yeah. Like where was this energy yeah. for this, this person or that person? And then, you know, there's been this shit, this shit is, like I said, it's part of the culture. It's part of our culture. This shit, police brutality, police uh, killing um, people. This is part of our culture, right? Yep. Um. So I can definitely see why, especially initially the, the, um, the sentiment towards like, why the fuck, did it take this for you guys to finally see this? Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think especially the, the, 
I feel like in that protest that I was talking about on Friday, May 29th, it was like, I would say well over 60, 70% were, were like really younger people, mm, like mm-hmm. kids in high school, high school and college from what I mm-hmm. saw. Um, there was, it was also very cool because there was like families and shit. There was, this, this is what pisses, pissed me off about the, how San Jose approached this because like there was graffiti. There were people that took advantage. Definitely. They, they fucking graffitied over like some elementary schools. Fuck the police, whatever. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, that's one thing. <laughs> But to but but what really kind of angered me was that I saw a lot of families out there mm. and then basically they were met, like you were saying, like tanks, like literally like that's not a, it's not a metaphor where I'm not trying to exaggerate. Yeah. It was literally tanks and like buses full of fucking police in their riot gear. Yeah. And it, it was unruly. It was like it was like this crazy energy that's hard to describe. But it was like, like I said, the entire street was taken over. And so to meet like a bunch of kids, some of them, yeah, maybe fucking doing like graffiti. And I think there was some property damage. There was some shit that happened here in San Jose, whatever. Um, But to meet this crowd with like riot gear and like this militarized police force, I thought was just like really upsetting and really fucking frustrating and fucked up that you would that you would do it that way. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So I think my point here is that. This is definitely, especially in that first week, was largely like younger people coming out and basically saying, what the fuck? This is really fucked up. Yep. And um, and so, yeah, it's it's just I think over the last two months since it happened, those organizers and I'm talking about these activists, these older activists have basically come around and recognized that like this is like a, a special moment. Yeah. And we need yeah. to be basically using it to call attention to all this shit that we've been. Yes, it's fucked up that nobody has given a fuck, that the majority of people have not given a fuck about this shit. But now yep. is the time to start basically showing these people like exactly what the fuck is going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then to, to, so, yeah, that, uh, to add to all this is like what we were talking about earlier off, um, off the off the pod <laughs> was that yeah that the for me the 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 backdrop of the internet is makes i don't know i feel like i'm starting to think that it's like a negative thing <laughs> of like of of online discourse and online communication because it doesn't in my opinion like on uh like twitter instagram is not really like the most conducive place to have these conversations because it, the conversation just gets rammed one way or the other, yeah. and then it's happening. There's there's something new every single day. Yeah, multiple things a day <clears throat> that get thrown at us, and we don't really sit down and have these conversations. Whether it's about police brutality, I mean, all this shit is tied together. You know, everything from from healthcare to housing, education, all this shit is tied together. But then, you know, you add the internet, and it's like people are really quick to basically like the the line is drawn in this really fucked up way and i think so to bring it back to what you were saying i think what i'm trying to say right now is basically that there's like a generational difference yeah. and then there's like basically the backdrop of the internet is really fucking it's like prone to being really toxic and fucked up yeah 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 it's weird man i, I think uh you know, you just need to start a TikTok, bro. <laughs> I'm, when, hey, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a quick you'll... break. I'm gonna go eat some Goya beans real quick. 
<laughs> this is too heavy for me right now. I need a I need a, a, a Goya. You're gonna go, go eat Goya beans on TikTok <laughs> over. Uh, but no, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, like it's weird, like because I feel like there was a lot of like, how do you you're responding to the online activism, to the online SJW movement, if you will, and how it spilled over into the streets which was a huge difference, a huge difference from what's happened over the last year or two, right? Because there's obviously been a lot of people doing like social justice warrior bullshit online for the last few years. Um, and then, but this year it definitely tipped out into the streets, right? And mm-hmm. going back to the like conversation of like kind of feeling like a little like upset and being like, oh, wow, like why didn't you pay attention till now? Like um, somebody, and you were talking about like meeting like, kind of seeing what it's like on the streets and the reaction, the military reaction from the police and from the cities and stuff. Like somebody was asking me, actually some a friend of mine was like kind of upset and she was like, like, I feel like I need to go to one of the marches and that like, I think some, she in particular, and, and there are other people who have been confused. Maybe I, I don't know if that's exactly the case, but like, why, why was, mm-hmm. why didn't you go out there meeting me? Why, why wasn't I out there and whatever. And for me, it, part of it was like, yeah, I was a little upset um, about the fact that it took so long. But another part of it was that, like you said, like, honestly, if I would have gone out there and seen all these cops, I, it's not like I would have gotten violent and done something really stupid, but it would have like really been hard for me to be in a space like that and see them do something wrong and not do something about it. Honestly, like that crossed my mind. I was yeah, like, I yeah. would not have been able to stand. Like, I think I would have been so upset about it that I might've done something stupid, quite frankly, to like yeah, put myself yeah, yeah. in harm's way, you know? And yeah. uh, maybe that's a bullshit excuse for not going out there or whatever. But honestly, that had like, crossed my mind. I was like, you know, like, it's really upsetting. Like, I just, I can't, I, can't, I don't want to put myself in a, in a spot like that. And there was a thing where there's a lot of people um, at where I work talking, having conversations with, uh, there's like some user groups, like um, the black employee group, or the Latino employee group. And there was a lot of chatter on those email threads. And like people actually mm-hmm. brought this up and said, yo, like I want to go out there, but I have too much to lose. And those people were talking about like basically being like the head of their households. Right. So like w- one yeah. guy in particular is African-American guy was like, yo, like I'm upset because this is a really upsetting to me. And I feel like I can't go out there, but like I take care of my, not only my immediate family, but financially I'm responsible for my mother or this or that, you know? And he's like, if yeah. I, if I get out there and get hurt or I get out there and get arrested or do something like that, like I fucked up for my family, you know? And it's, yeah. it's not yeah. that dire for me. Like, you know, I do have some responsibilities and stuff, but in some ways you start to feel that way. And that's kind of like a cop out where like young people are like, Oh yeah, that's where, Oh, that's where like people become weak, you know, like, <laughs> like you get, you know, like you got yeah. too much money for your own good or whatever. But in many instances, these are like practical, real decisions that people have to make with regards to like, like who's going to fucking pay like your rent or your mortgage and pay for your family's food or whatever. Like where you're like, those are real situations that people are faced with. And like that, yeah, that sort of shit kind of crossed my mind. You know, like I am, I do help my family out at this point. And I'm like, man, like if I fucked up right now, what would happen? You know, <laughs> it's like who, who, who do people have to fall back on after that? You know? And it's like <clears throat> upsetting to think yeah. that way, but those are real things. And so I think, it, I think when you're, you know, if you're someone who's an activist or if you're a young person or if you're out there kind of 
making observations or thinking about like how people react to this you have to think about the spectrum of ev- and and the reality of everyone's lives and it's like okay like you don't have to be on the streets um to make a difference you don't have to be like there's so many ways you can basically be out there you know and whether it's doing online stuff yeah, or whatever yeah. or continuing to be active in your community and education in some way or whatever it is but the online thing has definitely been really interesting going back to that um it's a weird thing like there's so many there's been so much chatter and like people posting and whatever and like you know there's the initial thing where everybody went black for a day right that you yeah. know is fucking and then weird. like it yeah. turned out like oh that's kind of a bad idea like you know whatever like i kind of tend to just yep. be like more like i don't i'm not gonna try to hate on anything that anybody's doing unless if it's coming from a good place you know what i'm saying like the stra- the strategy yeah, yeah. of it all and and the impact I feel like generally speaking, if you're coming from a good place, regardless of what you do, um, and you're coming from hopefully an informed place, um, then I think the end result, the net net result will be fine. Like I think the black, you know, the, the uh, change your profile to profile black hashtag this or whatever, like, people, Oh no, it's going to take away from this. I'm like, you know what? After a week, it's not going to fucking matter. It is, you know, like yeah, that's the yeah. way I looked at that. It was like, I don't care. Like, For you sure. know, like it doesn't matter after a week or two, yeah, yeah. go back to, posting it the right way hashtagging it the right way this is a generally good thing some show of solidarity or whatever but um getting involved like actively or like in terms of like posting stuff like i don't know it's like you know these these posts whether you're an activist or just a regular person like you know there's cancel posts there's like the obvious and cancel posts is like you know like this is awful we should cancel these people you call someone out and you tell you know you try to get someone's job loss the cancel posts that i'm definitely down with are like the idiotic ones where like it's like a karen or like a kyle like doing something really yeah. crazy like i'm not gonna be posting those myself i don't know that's not really what i do but i i'll like i'll get behind that <laughs> it's like if somebody's being a yeah, complete yeah. fucking piece of shit yeah those the yeah those it's it's crazy how um you would think that that the karens and the kyles of the world would maybe like check themselves but it's like there's one every single day that we see. Yeah, yeah. It's like they can't. They can't. They're they're like literally like self combusting right yeah. now. They can't like process. They've been so like like just used to like how the things are that like this this kind of like aggressive check on their lives. They can't handle it and they react in this fucking crazy ass way of. Yeah, it's like it's like um, a, it's like yeah, a moth going straight into the flame. You know, it's like ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, no, I think um, in terms of the the sort of the first month, you could say of like there was like a lot of basically, I would describe it as basically just really like raw energy that a lot yeah. of young people felt and that they were taken to the streets. And yeah. I agree that it, I agree that you don't necessarily have to be out protesting, but the one thing that I do really appreciate about the people that are out there that are protesting is that when you have like your physical body out there, then yeah, and you're you're standing and you're standing your ground, um, in 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 front of like the police, and it's basically I've, I've, like all of this shit, all of like city hall, all these all this public, this is. This is like we we have as a resident of where you live we we have the right to do that we can assemble yeah, yeah. you know yeah and so symbolically I I fuck with it very heavily and I really really appreciate everyone that does that is able yeah that that has like you're saying the means that that 
that they're um that they're some people are risking shit yeah. like that but yep. like ultimately like i do think that it is really important to do that oh for sure um, yeah i think it's part of it's so, part of it, there's like many fronts that have to be like that you have to do this in, and this is that's definitely one of them i mean when you see the images and you know unfortunately like the 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 fucked up thing about like when you're talking about like the stupid thing the the most ironic thing or one of the most ironic <laughs> things is that people are protesting police brutality and then they get there the cops are literally brutal during the protests yeah yeah and that, that's yeah, yeah. like it's prove it's just basically like proving the point so many times over that in in many ways it's like great right it makes sense and it's like exactly it, it's so exactly. effective in that regard it's like dude you couldn't have like scripted that any better you couldn't you couldn't make the point know, yeah drive the point home exactly. any better than just doing that and uh exactly uh um so so yeah so i think that like i said just like the symbolic and physical nature of that is really important but i agree also that that it's it shouldn't be the only thing that you're doing because um because again like uh, the the just a quick kind of like update on kind of where i work i work at a community organization um nonprofit here in san jose that has been doing this kind of work criminal justice work like housing work um, immigration work for the better part of the last 20 years here in san jose in the bay area um so some of the people that work there definitely had similar sentiments i feel like of like like protesting is cool but there's other shit to be done right right um so so yeah i I think it's it's important to to i guess in that in that first month like i was saying earlier is like there was a lot of raw energy that basically drove people to the streets and now from what i've seen here in san jose of the actual organizing work has also been really really dope and really heavy man like to be honest like i i um so where i work there's like a cohort of families that have had their loved ones had that have had families that they had their family member killed by police by san jose police over the last like 20 years basically yeah so there's like a dozen families that work that drive a lot of the work where i were at debug that um that basically have been organizing to end police brutality that have been calling attention to this. So, um, so basically the way that it's shaped out here in San Jose is that these families have basically been telling their stories to like crowds of people over the last two months. Um, it's been really fucking brutal because these stories are fucking awful. Um, a lot of the times it's like kids that are having mental health issues. Right that you know that they're in the middle of an episode and then their families call the police and then the police come and fucking kill them so Uh, that's i mean i'm not using necessarily that as an excuse for not doing this but like i've literally heard these stories like five or six times over i've i mean i've i've been aware of them obviously since i've been working there but like to basically hear these moms these family members tell these stories to a group of to a group of strangers basically has been really like I think life changing for me because you you realize that like that this police brutality and like you were saying earlier of like you know we we got used to hearing about you know Ferguson uh, Minneapolis and other cities it's like 
this isn't some far away issue like this is this this shit happens in every city yeah like there are in in wherever if wherever you're listening from like if you if you research this shit like there have been people that have died in very similar ways to george floyd or to any of the number of fucking um people that we've been like um grown accustomed to over the last like whatever right so so for me yeah it's been really really dope to see like the community kind of like rally around these families and it's just it's just brutal man because like the the at the root of this are like basically families losing a family member um to yeah police violence to to state sanctioned fucking violence and like it's 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 been interesting here in san jose because um there is a there's a there's a very small black population here in san jose so so like the black lives matter movement looks different than it does like in oakland for instance or los angeles chicago these bigger cities with with a bigger black population so it's been interesting to see like the the younger black population here in san jose organized it's been really dope um but as far as like the work that i do and like the work that i that i've basically been working on over the last two months it's basically kind of helping these families tell their story and then basically advocate for them um and yeah you know it's like (laughs) yeah this is what's really bizarre about the backdrop of the internet and social media because like i think younger people treat this as like another trend if that makes sense or they, they it's like another thing that's like kind of has gone viral but it's not a fucking tiktok dance you know it's not like do you, these do you funny really think videos. they treat it as a trend though i don't know why like i kind of not, not so much recoil but i feel like the word trend is not quite right for yeah you know i like i feel like it's i mean are you are you kind of thinking that basically like young people like think it's cool like like everybody should be woke or everybody should be no, doing this or what I do you mean like I, yeah i i almost mean it in the literal sense of like when george floyd happened like that was the number one thing on twitter okay. yeah for instance yeah you know like it's it's like literally everything everyone's talking about it so maybe i don't want to speak for younger people and i, I might be um not getting this right but i hope that they can I hope that they can basically realize the difference between every other thing that's trending and, and this, because I think my point here is that like at the root of this, of what's happening of George Floyd of police violence, police brutality is like some really horrific, traumatic, violent shit. Um, and just given the nature of like how we live and, and online culture, it's like, it really sucks to see this shit get commodified. Um, or, or they're treated as a trend. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know if it's if it is a a, like, well, I, I, a trend. Is how I, think, I say it. I think. Now. I think maybe. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe in, we, in talking about this conversation beforehand, it seems like what you worry about is the fact that as these issues become quote like the issue of the day or become are moved to the forefront right now, like we have to figure out a way so that they aren't just this trend that kind of comes and goes and we have to yeah, figure yeah. out a way to make sure that whether it's through social media or through other forums uh whether it's i don't know what else like you know on the in-person stuff protests or whatever but basically like 
how do people really, really like, um, learn about this in a way that they truly understand it and that yeah. it's not yeah. just, you know, because somebody got murdered on camera, but there are like some really huge systemic things about our country, the way the systems are set up, the way that people's beliefs are so like ingrained in them because, you know, either because like, you know, uh, because of our, because our entire country was built on slavery, quite frankly, because of the fact that like, yeah, you know, yeah. 80% of the, or whatever it is, 70 to 80% of the founding fathers who signed the constitution were once slave owners you know? Yeah. And because of the fact that like people still like in some like intrinsic way have a bias and they're afraid yes. of people of color, you know, the, the, yeah. the fact yeah. that like, you know, if, if I'm sitting on the cow train looking bummy, even though I have a Stanford degree, I'm wearing whatever I'm wearing a hoodie, uh, whatever people. And there's another, there's another white guy who's wearing the same hoodie, they're more likely to go sit next to him than they are going to sit next to me. You know, like, how do you, yeah. how do you understand that those are things that are so baked into so many people that, how do you get to, how do you understand the history of that? And how do you really change it? Right. How do you like make people yeah, understand yeah. that other than just like the stupid viral video or whatever. And, and we always yeah. talk, go back to like, you know, the true like social like i don't know what you call them but um writers and you know thinkers and you you obviously think back to like the james baldwin or whatever and you know i don't know martin luther king or whoever but he was a writer and he was an activist um but who's doing that now and how or how do you do that properly in the era of social media you know Fuck. it doesn't seem like anybody's doing it quite right i th i and I don't I don't like to shit on people again because I feel like if you're doing it from the right place, there shouldn't be any harm. It's just how do you take it from reactionary? How do you take it from uh, yeah the moment into something that's really mm -hmm. deep? You know? Um, yeah, yeah. I hope you're not. I hope you're not trying to throw shade at my idol Sean King because <laughs> I love Sean King. He, I'm naming. I'm I'm naming my first child, my firstborn after him, male or female. You should Sean name King. him like we always say, Juan King, Juan Rey, Juan Rey, <laughs> Juan, Juan King, Rey. Sean King, DeRay McKesson, Juan. Um, <laughs> no, I mean honestly, like no, yeah, I, I think like he do, he actually does like a good combination of really crazy reactionary shit. But then he's mm -hmm. involved in like really deep stuff with like trying to get like, I mean, the biggest thing that I think that he's done that's been amazing is trying to get like, you know, the right people elected as DAs, you know? Yeah. That's huge. That's really where it matters yeah. is like, if yeah, you yeah. have a piece of shit district attorney, then you, you, your people are fucked. You're going to be like yeah. giving people crazy yeah. like bail. You're going to be giving people. That's like the arm. Yeah. That's really yeah. what you do. And I forget what project that, that the name of the specific project but he's been involved in a lot of elections and a lot of like media for that sort of stuff and so man I, you know as much as people like to react to him or say he's like whatever like that's why people like that's why those motherfuckers in long beach were trying to kill him you, you hear yeah. about that right like i don't you read yeah that, but i mean there was an active group of like ex-police officers who were like talking about murdering him 
And, you know, I think a couple of them got fired or arrested and the FBI is investigating and whatnot. But, I mean, if if you are generating that sort of response, he must be doing something right. And it's not just yeah. the online bullshit and people, like, forwarding videos. It's the fact that, yo, he's going to get, like, you know, somebody like Chesa Boudin in San Francisco, elected district attorney or whatever. that I think he's a district attorney who's basically, like, super left-leaning you know, um, yeah, I don't know what you call it, but yeah, you know, and it's so, yeah, I mean, if you can tie that sort of activism and kind of craziness online <clears throat> to bigger projects, I think it's great. Um, I don't think like one of the things we haven't touched on now a whole lot is basically like, what is the space of Latinos or Latinx or Mexican Americans or Chicanos or whatever you're going to say, like what's been like our kind of reaction to this escalation Damn. do we have enough time to go into we this? don't have enough time but let's, let's <laughs> touch just get just the tip you know just just a, just yes. a little tickle the reservoir just tip reservoir of tip latinx, latinx for this activism. we'll dive into it further that later but <laughs> we might i might ask you whoever edits this one might i might ask you or us to, to take that part out. Not me. Even though I think it's actually kind of funny. The <laughs> reservoir tip of Latinx. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the but, thing is, the reservoir tip um, is critical, you know? It's, it is. It is where life is concentrated, yeah. you could see. You have a huge um, load. Right. It's got to go somewhere, bro. <laughs> so, um, I think, yeah, I, th- this obviously deserves a much longer conversation, but... Um, I think at the top of my head, I would say like, you know, there's, I think there's definitely a generational difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think older Chicanos, older Mexican Americans, Latino people who don't identify as Latinx, who actually actively really hate that, (laughs) that label. Yeah. Yeah. Are, I get the sense that they, um, that they don't want the struggle of Mexican, of raza, of, they don't want that being vacuumed into the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then basically, I think that leads to a lot of basically like anti-black sentiments that are, that can be perceived as anti-black sentiments. I know like if, I'm sure if well, y'all are it, I don't know if it leads to and, it, but it might be due to it. Or both. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> Probably both. Or yeah, yeah. Both. So, for instance, like, to use an example of, like, I know, I'm, I'm sure if you're listening and you follow these spaces, like, there's all these videos of these paleteros getting, yeah. like, jumped, yeah. right, or beaten up by, like, black people, right? Yeah. So the conversation is like, oh, you know, like, these, the like, black, like, why are y'all saying Black Lives Matter if these black people are jumping our own people and and yeah i mean i I, it's tied to what i'm saying in terms of this online culture of it being really can be really fucking toxic and it it can be rammed in one way so easily when you obviously when you see an old paletero man get fucking beat up it's it's obviously just like awful um but um but my response to that in particular this 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 particular example is that like if 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 a paletero gets jumped by a group of black people, then you should be mad at those individual people in that video. They don't represent the entire black community, so that's one thing. Um, so, but as far as like to your question about like, why aren't what, there any what, marches like for the paleteros though, dude? 
Come on, man. <laughs> we need a whole march of of ice cream. Trucks, that's on us, man. That's on Latino people. That's on that's on Chicano people. That's on us to do that's it. True. Like it's it's like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like like bring that. Like yeah, you, that's on us to do it. It's not on other people. Like if, there are people that are doing it. There are people that are organizing shit like yeah. this. But when it's done in this sort of like us versus them kind of thing, it just gets really frustrating and really fucked up, you know, cause I, I don't like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's so obvious that when we are clashing, like the only people that benefit from it are white people, white, white supremacy. Like they're, they're the ones who are, who are benefiting from this clash. Yeah. yeah. So, but to your, to your question about like what, what, what Latino people can do, what Latinx Chicano people can do is like, I think it's part of it is what you were saying is just like trying to be like, like read as much as you can and like get educated on like the, the injustices, the systemic shit that has been, you know, part of like part of American culture from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. And like, and, and, and having conversations with people and like, and not being quick to make these like assumptions and, and I don't know. I, I think I think it's it's really I fucking- think being educated is huge and I also think that and and reading more yourself I think talking to people you know personally is fucking huge and mm-hmm. because people don't normally make yeah. any thought change people don't change their perspective on something until it like literally like gets completely rammed up their own yeah. asses this is <laughs> it just doesn't like people people didn't believe covid existed until like they literally some people will not believe it exists until they are probably on a respirator themselves and then and then even yeah, then they'll yeah, be yeah. like well it's maybe just pneumonia but i'm just stu- being stupid there but basically yeah, people yeah, yeah. don't change or actually have like a change in like real perspective until it's somebody they meet themselves and they see exactly. like Wow. Yeah. So, so, so it's not like telling people your own story, you know, like even like I tell like my friends, this and that, like my white friends or something, like tell them about myself, like, you know, like put it in, in perspective in a way that it, when they finally know somebody, you know, yeah. If you can, t- yeah, yeah. To your, to, to our point, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say like t- to our point earlier about, um, <clears throat> like what, what people can do and how people are reacting. I mean, I get the sense that some people think that, like, you have to, like, you know, go out to these protests or you have to fucking flip off a police officer or you you have to do these crazy, yeah. like, things um, or you have to, like, write out this, like, super, like, creative and super, like, uh, punchy little thing on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like, what you're saying is, like, literally taught, like, as Mexican people, we're, we're like, you know, we're Mexican like as 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 Mexican people, like start talking to your own family and friends about this yeah. shit. Like we all know that racism, classism, colorism exists within Mexican people, within our own families. Like I can think of like a number of people in my own family yeah. that kind of have these these things that think this way. And just yeah, and and trying to challenge them or not challenge them, but to have these conversations that you've basically never had before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that's, a, that's, I feel like a very, it, it's hard and I have myself have not necessarily done that yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. but like, that's, that's an, that's a, an, a really fucking immediate way that you can start helping this movement. I think. Yeah. No, I think that's a big one. I think, 
if it's not your own family, if you work at a place, for example, where you have like people who aren't, you know, who didn't grow up in this sort of environment and they made assumptions about you, like telling your own story is a big thing. Like a lot of people where I work were actually like, they had, they like people of color, black people, like they actually over the last month or two, they will set up meetings with the rest of the people on their team and just tell them legit, this is what it's like being black. Fucking sounds crazy, yeah. dude. But people were doing that, <laughs> and like other like yeah. people who you know were not black or like um, didn't grow up in those environments. Like, I mean, they really appreciated it. And from what I understand, like you know, like real like connections are made. Like you know, like I'm on meetings exactly. at work where like I'm the only Mexican American or something, right? Like, and so and but people know me. They've known me for years, and then for them to like hear like hey like this is the sort of shit i grew up with in my neighborhood i'm not saying i had those conversations with, but to, like if i was that black person to tell those stories people would be like oh shit like this is real like this is like i know somebody yeah. who went through this you know so that sort of thing makes a huge difference um exactly i think that's a good start um i do think when well, we can dive into this more later um i think we should but in terms of like you know how like the Latinx community has responded to this and maybe used it as a springboard for other issues within art that are specific to our community. Um, I think, you know, like there's a huge opportunity here and yeah, we have yeah. to just get beyond the us versus them mentality. And yeah, mm -hmm. we have to really think about, you know, finding like ways to, um kind of work in unison and in harmony and you know find alignment and just and 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 when that isn't possible because it's not always possible it's just about fucking showing up in solidarity you know yeah cuz that's that's really dope yeah. as fuck too like when you see like a ton of like Mexicans or white people or Asians at a BLM march man that's fucking beautiful yeah. man that's dope and then when you see exactly. the opposite when you see like black people or white people or whatever marching, you know, at a, at a, you know, a, an anti ice activity or the, you know, something like that. That's really awesome too. And that, that's when, exactly. Like, that's when that power can really happen. And like, that's, that's yeah, when you yeah. really fucking scare white people. Hey, like, <laughs> 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 like, Oh yeah, shit. No, that's real. No, not exactly. And like, that's another now, thing fuck. that, <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that i think um that makes i feel like this moment different from others is that like you know i feel like people that are that are organizers or activists that are in this space are people like black people indigenous people uh, people of color that have been impacted directly by racism yeah they've been out on the streets yeah. right you can argue that they've been yep. but now to see like a shitload of other races coming out it's like, I feel like that's another big sort of difference um, in this moment, yeah. especially, like I said, that, that first day, I know San Jose is different because like I was saying, it, uh, the population is different, but it's like seeing, it was like a, a whole lot of like white, Asian, Mexican or Latino people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out on the streets, you know, it's like, it's, that's, that's really what it's going to take to, to really like impact, um, like real change and yeah. And another thing too of of like of if you're if you're curious on how you can um, 
like help the, the the movement right it's like it doesn't have to be these crazy you don't have to go to these protests you don't have to necessarily like fucking push over a cop or anything yeah <laughs> it's like start getting informed on <laughs> if you want to do that that's tight uh, i want to uh, go feed yeah, a, you're gonna a, get a, in a lot of I'm trouble go but feed a police horse some cotton candy and jelly beans and a snickers bar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> make those horses yeah. shout out to um, baked but uh, yeah no get get educated not only on <laughs> get educated on obviously the the history of systemic racism but also start working locally where you live yeah and start figuring out who yeah who your council members are who the district attorney is in your your own counties and then that's because yeah those are the people that really have like some ridiculous influence on how all this shit plays out so start researching who the fuck like what organizations you can you can maybe start volunteering at or giving money to yeah you know like you don't have to give some crazy amount of money like even a little bit like this is what's really strange also about this moment is that like i feel like i see like 20 different gofundmes for all these different things Mm -hmm. and it can get overwhelming but like i think if you if you can if you can like single out some especially in your own cities in your own communities and find people that are actually doing like the good work then then yeah it doesn't have to be my point is that basically you don't have to do some crazy thing you don't have to be like the next sean king of your city (laughs) it's just about having these like initial conversations with your own family and friends and then trying to work with other organizations or organizations that are on the ground that are trying to fucking do some shit. yeah what i always think is cool is that i think there's there's ways to make it um like a natural fit into your life like I've been talking a lot about um, like and the things that I've been doing, obviously, is more like aligned with my STEM stuff. Right. Which is like I'm on the board of the stuff as an engineer, as a fucking nerd, as a techie, Silicon Valley. Like I try to be involved in a lot of that stuff. I put my money into that shit. But that's just me. Like there's other people who are obviously like uh, one of the big things is like, you know, obviously I'm all into this mountain bike stuff. And there's a whole like subculture of a lot of people who are into that and being like representing like people of color in that space. You know, yeah, honestly, yeah. like one of this is going to sound corny. I don't think I've ever said this publicly. Now, now it sounds like a bigger deal than it is. But I've always thought it was dope. Like I was, I've always thought like, man, if I had a lot of money, I would start a fucking uh, a mountain bike team and just like have stack it with people of color. I would buy bikes for high school kids to get them into yeah, mountain yeah. biking. Like that is one of my like goals, honestly, is like if I have more money at some point, I am legit going to start a fucking high school, like mountain bike team, like in the fucking hood. I'm just going to buy yeah. like 10 bikes a year and sponsor a team. Like that would be so dope, you know? And there's, yeah. there's already shit yeah. like that. I know there's some things here and there or whatever, but like uh, what I'm saying is that basically find something that you're already passionate about and have it like dovetail with, people who need help in some way yeah so whether yeah. it's like biking exactly. or whatever the fuck you're into fucking cooking or whatever gardening <laughs> there's fucking urban gardening shit and people yeah. all into that shit you know it's like there's cannabis culture but, yeah no. you know snm <laughs> fucking like ass tickling like you know bring people of color into that space like there's just so many ways to just be involved that you don't have to like you know reinvent anything just figure out what you're already passionate about and go figure out how to make like people more passionate about it and like help people through that um that's where i think like i've ended up kind of like coming as like okay like and that's also because like you can't burn out like you have to make this a part of your life you know 
This isn't like yeah, a exactly. one-time thing. Like I'm going to do this this year. This this should be something that's like an active part of your life forever. And so you have right, to figure exactly. out a way that to make it sustainable and make it something that you enjoy and that you um, that like feeds your soul, for lack of a better way of putting it. Like Dr. Lopez, my buddy, he's a dentist. Um, and so his big thing is like he tries to get like people of color into dentistry. You know, yeah. he's big time involved in that, puts a lot of time and money into that. He tries to recruit. He goes to colleges to talk to undergraduates. You should go to dental school, bro. We need more dentists in the hood and all that stuff. That's fucking dope. You know, yeah. it's like, who the fuck would think who's yeah. doing that? Yeah, but yeah. he does that. And so you have to find your own space like that and like make that shit yours and become passionate about it. Because, yeah, this is like this is a long haul thing. <laughs> We're going to be doing this for our whole lives. Like, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because because, yeah, I think when if you think of this as like some like again, to my point that Trend. like some people yeah. think that like, oh, you have to go to these. Yeah, these protests. So you, that's the only <laughs> way you can do it or you have to do some crazy thing. No, yeah, it is something that you should definitely incorporate into shit that you're already doing. Yeah, yeah. Into shit that you're passionate about and into your community, whether, yeah, like a number of things, like you're saying, uh, um, outdoor shit, biking or arts, and yeah. whatever it yeah. might be, like it, it is, that's a good way of putting it. Cause, cause yeah, this isn't, this isn't, um, this isn't a trend, even though it is by nature. Well, it's hot of, right now. It's like, it's, it's, it's well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but now that's what I, I, I would but tell But it's something that you need to like, whatever you're already passionate about, whatever you already lean towards like try to figure out a way to make it even more meaningful um, by wrapping a, a, some element of social like awareness into it because it, then it, then it becomes something else, which is like dope. Um, yeah. But yeah, in terms of the online stuff, I think we're, we'll probably dedicate another episode to this because I think that's a whole, like that's a dope conversation to have too about like who is doing good work online. Like where can you read more? Where can you actually go deeper? You know, into all of this stuff and and unfortunately like <laughs> like youtube conspiracy videos <laughs> <laughs> the x files uh, sound um, but no i mean i don't know if there's a place like that that exists you know um in a way that yeah. like people will like really like and that's um i hate to say the word entertaining but that's that really pulls you in and that keeps you um coming back for more um right yeah fuck that's my other podcast shit might as well promote uh (laughs) coming at you once every fucking every every (laughs) every weekend there's a lunar eclipse we'll fucking put a podcast out (laughs) is there a comment coming we're trying to be respectful of the uh (laughs) yeah of the (laughs) oh shit shit. all right well let's let's fucking wrap this one up but i think like I'm not going to apologize for not being more regular with this. I've, we've apologized before. You guys know we're full of shit. We don't mean that. Um, but I think it's just, I think we've been trying to be mindful of the moment. And, and maybe that's a cop out or whatever. But um, it the, the other funny thing that you've mentioned, you know, is that not funny, but the other reality of this is that like, this is really like, it's draining and I can tell, like, you and I have tried to plan, hey, let's record a podcast on Tuesday or whatever. But literally, you're doing all this work where at the end of the day, you're exhausted. And coming home to do and to talk about this in a way where you have to have, like, some certain sort of energy is really difficult, you know? And 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's hard to just turn it on and off or whatever. And, and you know, maybe if we're professionals, you do that or whatever. But um, I'd say that's the other that that's been the other part of this that's been super challenging is like trying not not to only like figure out where we are where our own heads are within the moment but also coming into the podcast with the right energy uh, hasn't felt right to be totally honest in the few times we've tried it it's yeah. felt like we we're gonna have to just force a conversation or something like that and um and i'm kind of glad we've kind of taken a little bit of a break there and hopefully we can be a little more regular about this uh we'll take some metamucil and uh, some other uh, <laughs> <laughs> some Adderall, that, some methamphetamine, that broken windows. <laughs> we'll go break some windows. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I think we, I think we will be. I think like I feel a little better about the 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 time and a little more clarity, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, to come into this on a weekly basis and talk about it, and and hopefully uh, still be somewhat entertaining in some fashion. Because uh, that's the other thing is like I don't think we've yeah. ever wanted to be just like sit around and kind of be woke and be real serious on these conversations. That you guys know that's not who the fuck we are. Um, that would also be kind of bullshit. Um, so yeah, that's no, yeah. that's the challenge I think is finding the right way to approach this. To be totally frank, is is challenging for anybody I think, and, and maybe for us especially because sure. we're for fucking sure. idiots half the time. So. Um, yeah and again yeah i've i for me i agree with that all that and as the 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 backdrop of sort of just modern internet culture and it's just like yeah it's it's hard to to you don't necessarily want to like um just like kind of repeat what other people yeah, are saying yeah and yeah. i think it's good to bring awareness but yeah we're we're, we're I think having this conversation was dope and I think moving forward now that I think because what's interesting or somewhat weird for myself is that I've always tried to maybe not super um, consciously like kind of separate what I do at debug mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the desmadre right. stuff because I feel like I've always tried to keep them separate because the debug stuff is like, you know, hardcore sort of like organizing on the groundwork. And then this Madre stuff is maybe more like Mexican, American, Latino cultural yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, but what this moment has taught me is that like all of this stuff is really intertwined. Yeah. You know, like all of this, like we're saying, it's like intersectionality, bro. Intersectionality. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, because 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 yeah, like George Floyd. George Floyd was was he was a victim of you know police brutality, right? But. All of this stuff is connected, you know, all of like, like I was saying earlier of like everything from immigration, which should be really important for us, for Mexican people, Mexican American, Latino people, yeah. everything from housing, education, um, all of this stuff really is intertwined. So we just have to find a way to like talk about it and not necessarily fucking make a joke or like make light of it, but, but talk about it in a real way. And, um, as far as like the debug work, I'd, yeah, I'd be, I'd love to just share a little more and. And yeah, you know, it's like another thing that makes it kind of weird is that we're not necessarily from the Bay Area. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm not from San Jose. I don't necessarily rep San Jose like that. So I've, I feel like that's part of the reason why I've kind of kept it separate. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, like I said, it's, it's just all this shit is intertwined and um, follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash desmadre. I think is what I was getting to. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if you are a Patreon supporter, we appreciate you hanging in there with us. We'll be putting an episode up there later this week as well. Um, but but yeah, I think it's been it's yes. been good to kind of chill out for a minute at, uh, during this time. I mean, we thought like COVID was like a crazy, and and then obviously this popped off, and here we are. But let, let's see where this continues to go, yeah. and I think it'll be. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I mean, the other thing I think too is we're finding the right workflow, and this feels a little better, even just the way we did it today. And, and what I'm talking about for you guys is basically like sometimes we would try to write a few days before, and then yeah. like you know spend a lot of time doing that, and then record like another day. And what we did today, and what seems to be working for us, is like blocking out a like literally four to six hours. <laughs> And having a yeah. deep conversation and writing and then immediately recording the podcast after it's just a little better from a workflow right. standpoint. And so that's kind of what we're trying to do now and it seems to work for us right now. And, um, yeah, there's a lot more to talk about, obviously, like, um, personal stuff, you know, I got, I think I told, told everybody that, you know, my boy hoodie, my little kitty cat died like in April is fucking awful yeah i just adopted another yes. cat so that there's some fun stuff going on too i <laughs> there's light at the there's end of light the tunnel. i mean i don't believe you can replace anybody but it was nice to go uh that was my that was how i celebrated independence day i went and liberated a cat from the pound i went to the animal shelter <laughs> and adopted a, a new kitten so i have a kitten in my life and then my old cat toe is angry right now because he's jealous but uh there's a lot of other shit we can talk about. We'll continue to talk about. We're not going to become um, Juan Kings on this podcast. Don't worry about that. But hopefully we can have a little more of those discussions in a in a fun or entertaining way. But, um, yeah, appreciate you guys hanging in and, and uh, listening. And, and uh, we'll try to get a little better about this. Yeah. For sure. All right. Patreon.com slash is not. Yeah. Thanks for, sure. for listening. This is my podcast number 105. We will catch you guys next week. The show. Peace. Peace.